This is not an expert podcast. All right. I'm excited for this dinner. I'm actually kind of hyped. It smells bomb. Fucking hungry. Yeah, so we'll definitely have time to eat that. Uh, If they're... If you guys are still hungry, because it's something that all four of us can eat, um, then leftovers. Boom. Yeah, I'm we, down. Do have, we do have leftovers. Yeah. But sure. it's potatoes and cheese and butter and green onions. What more could you want? It's very good. I had a bite. It was delicious. Can't go wrong with that. You thief in the night. I know. He does do that. <laughs> I know. I feel like I betrayed himself. the squad. Because I ate some beforehand. He like sheepishly walked into the room and was like, hey, I kind of took a bite already. <laughs> but it was delicious. It's true. He said it needs salt. He did say that. But I didn't say didn't it needs add a lot any. of salt. Well, okay. yeah, I had one bite of it. I'm not going to add salt to the whole thing. Maybe, I don't, maybe I'm the only one that thinks it needs salt and everybody else thinks it's fine. Mm. <laughs> As Michael lifts up Megan's tray of salt <laughs> she just everything eats needs salt in my opinion even salt needs salt yo what if there was like saltier salt like how would that even work i like literally stronger nacl literally it's just sodium chloride right what if you put more sodium chloride in the sodium chloride you are insane michael i know i am an insane genius we're coming yeah. up with stronger NACL. <laughs> <laughs> that really is interesting, though. There's just different types of salt, which I also don't know how that works. But I think it's because they're they're it's the same things, but there's some different areas. So that's why it tastes different and gives different properties. Pink salt is from like the Mediterranean. White salt is from like Utah. Do you think? <laughs> That's, about <it. laughs> That's about it. Is it from Salt Lake City? Yes, the Salt Lake. Have you seen the Great Salt Lake? It literally is just like a lake of, of salt. salt water. You know what I want? I want salt from the Dead Sea, because you can just float in that without anything, without even trying, because it's so how, salty. That's how. Um, Salt Lake City is. Yeah, but that's like in America. I want salt. Yeah, from it's like not, not exotic. Here. Yeah, I want exotic. I, I want exotic white salt. You know, I'm pretty exotic sure that's just water. like the amount of. Salt that's in the water. Yeah, you like, can boil that out and get the salt. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not more salty though. It's not more salty, but it's it's a different it's a salt. Different salty. That's true. It's a. It's the same salty but different. You know? All the people floating, you know, dead sea salt flavor. It it adds dead bodies to it. You know, yeah. delicious. So that paints me in a great light. So. Uh, so we know bodies. who's gonna become the cannibal. That's why you won't listen to my true crime stuff. You're like, hey, I'm gonna get hooked close. on it, and I'm like, no. It I hope this doesn't close. awaken something in me. Yeah. <laughs> I've always been curious about human flesh. Better not listen to people describe how it tastes. Otherwise, I might get intrigued. Might have to try it for myself. This is not an expert podcast. Where we talk about things like cannibalism and... <laughs> I'll just go to like Papua New Guinea or something. I'm sure they'd let me try it there. Do they actually eat human meat there? They do in... Um, oh, it's... There's an African country where there's... Uh, it's like a rebel general group. Uh, I watched the whole Vice News documentary about it, but they're, they're called the cannibals of... Somewhere... It's somewhere in Africa. Algeria? It's, I forget where, but it's some country in Africa. There's like a little rebel group that they're, they're cannibals and they're like they go out and eat people and they like drink from skulls and shit. It's pretty hardcore. Um, it's ter- it's ter- also, it was terrifying to watch. There's also some smaller like colonial groups through like South America and, um, and I think Africa as well um, that are very, I guess, sheltered from the outside world and will tend to maybe eat people. It's speculated. It's speculated that they probably eat people, especially the white ones. Yeah. Oh, did you guys <laughs> Specifically mm, those okay. ones. What yeah. skin color do you think tastes the best? Well, this sounds oh. like it's setting up for a racist discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're all the same on the inside. Yes. We're all the same when we're dead, chopped up on yeah. somebody's. Yeah, we all plate. we all yeah. just absorb. Like, what what I'm color sure cow all, tastes better, Kevin? We all we don't taste know. the same. That's a good I'm point. Sure. We all we don't know what color cow. Yeah, tastes we don't know because cows are all different colors. So who it's knows? True. It's just like the amount of 
like sunlight that your skin lets in because we're, we're darker because we were born near the equator so we're like evolutionally made to like absorb less sunlight because we get so much sun meanwhile megan over here was <laughs> megan's ancestors probably were up born north. in like antarctica <laughs> the farthest away from the equator you can Zero be sun. and that's why she glows when sunlight hits her she needs all the sun she can get <laughs> <laughs> um did i ever tell you guys about uh when i was growing up um my dad we would be like on road trips and uh he would always say so they're like the dairy cows they're all dairy cows i guess fun fact i didn't know that but um there's like the black and white ones that he said would give off white milk and then all the brown cows would give chocolate milk Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what about strawberry milk? And he was like, no, you just have powder for that. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not it. That's not a type of cow. Yeah, he had a story for everything. He went to strawberry. He was like, I don't know. Powder. <laughs> powder. <Not>. You <laughs> just have the syrup for that. That's different. Is that um, something that we all thought as kids? Because I thought that as a kid. It was There were brown cows well, gave chocolate said, milk, and then the black and white cows gave But white he milk. also said the I black cows gave that. poison milk, and so you couldn't <laughs> drink oh, milk from a black God. cow. I, I think and I, that's how racism gets just passed down through generations. <laughs> it's I'm just not kidding, specific to but, you guys, but he would always say that the black cows um, gave off poisonous milk, and so that was that was the story that I had growing black up. Cows. You never know when you got a bad you batch mean bulls? of milk. No, you there mean bulls? no bulls. No b- bulls. Bulls oh, are different. Bulls. Bulls don't give off milk. They give off a different white liquid. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> they give off <laughs> something I different. I wonder talking about that. Maybe. Well. This is not an expert podcast. We are not experts on anything that we just said inclusive. So, um, yep. don't Unless you're talking about cannibalism. <laughs> Apparently, we know all everything about that. All right. That's good for our marketing <laughs> Not everything, but I have heard, again, this is just a fun fact, that uh, people with tattoos taste worse, and that's why I'm just shielding myself up head to toe. Head to toe with tattoos. That's smart. To, that's why, you're, that's why you're trying so to get me and Kevin to get tattoos <laughs> all day. Just I'm like, just go. trying to save you guys from some pain. I appreciate it. From some it. humiliation post-mortem. Mm. I would much rather... And on the other hand, welcome to all the humiliation that you want to endure, yeah. but... Michael and Kevin, I'm always trying to drag them into getting tattoos with mm-hmm. me because I want to see I mean, we have a pet. embarrassment. Yeah. We do. By the way, we need to plan our next one. We do. And I, I, have to, I have to get one without you now because you got that one, so I have to catch up. No, I tried to get you to get one while I got this one, but it did not. You, do, you did. I remember that. And I was like, yeah, and then nothing. I didn't do anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have already decided what my next couple are going to be, so I'm ready whenever you are. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. DM my artist then. All my plan to taste worse. Now, Kevin, what's your topic? Cannibalism <laughs> uh, <laughs> to tattoos. Uh huh. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> this is not an expert podcast. Hello. Oh my god. Um, I am Kevin. I'm Megan. And I'm Dev. And it's your boy Michael. Always here with the your boys. Okay, I will come up with a new thing for next time. All right. <laughs> Anyways, uh. I will be doing the topic today, and I'm going to be going over something pretty cool and important from American history. Well, not just American history, actually, all history. It was influential for pretty much all slavery movements and abolitionist causes, but um, I'm going to be going over the Haitian Revolution. Do you guys know anything at all about the Haitian Revolution from Haiti? It happened... Didn't it happen, like, after or during the French Revolution? Yep, it did. During the French Revolution, the Haitian Revolution also occurred, which is funny because Haiti was a uh, French colony at the time, so that was just a huge wait <laughs> debt for them. What was the French Revolution about? And then was Haiti just taking advantage of that? No, 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 no. Um, it was just a fortunate coincidence that mm. of the timing. It definitely had nothing to do with uh, the... Why, why one was happening over the other. Uh, the French Revolution, I can't remember too well, but I'm pretty sure it had a lot to do um, with just un, like general unrest amongst the, the citizens and wanting a change in their government, wanting um, more freedoms and things like that. Les Mis is about the French Revolution. So if you remember Eddie <laughs> Remain. Okay. Um, what was his name? What was it? Mar... 
I don't. I don't remember anybody's uh, name except for Jean uh, Valjean. No, Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. Yeah. That's all I and remember. Then Javert. Is that the detective? Um, Javert's the detective. Javert's the detective. Detective. Guy. Detective Eric military Rose. guy. Yeah. Um. And then, oh, what was his name? I don't. I don't know. But that's where they do. Um. Hear the people sing, sing the song of angry men. Mm-hmm. Um, that song. So that whole thing is about the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably do more research on that and maybe a topic on that because there's some funny stuff from there too. But that's peppered into this. Because uh, war is funny. <clears throat> war is funny. Not really. Um, the actual <laughs> battles are pretty gruesome and bloody, so that's not going to be the detail of what I'm talking about today. But the Haitian Revolution, uh, the circumstances surrounding it and the events that occurred... Uh, that didn't involve people slaughtering each other uh, are pretty funny, actually, and so I'm excited to read this to you guys. Just a prerequisite, we were talking about this. The French Revolution started in 1789, where the commoners took control and made a bunch of changes to French laws. Uh, The most notable one, and the most important one, being the Declaration of the Rights of Man, which declared all men free and equal. It's very ambiguous. That wasn't the exact wording. I'll get into that in a minute. But uh, it wasn't, we weren't sure about whether or not that was supposed to apply to women, slaves, citizens of French colonies, or just France. Uh, But nevertheless, it was exciting and new as a prospect. So this led to people in Haiti, uh, then known as Saint-Domingue, Saint-Domingue, wanting freedom and equality. Uh, how dare they, right? Uh, different people... <laughs> <How dare they? laughs> As entitled people do, just want to, you know, how be dare. free to live their lives. Entitlement. True, too true. Asking for too much. Too much. It's unreasonable. So different people saw opportunities in different ways. Uh, white planters saw it as an opportunity to gain independence from France, uh, which would allow them to take control of the island and... Uh, create trade regulations that would further their own wealth and power. So you know how white people do. Uh, that's mainly <laughs> the plantation know how white owners. Do and was it's this the fucking worse? Isn't Haiti on the same island as like the Dominican Republic? Uh, yes, yeah. It's so is that part of uh, San Domingue? It's the other part of um, Hispaniola. So that's the okay. main the main island part, and then one part it's just was renamed from Saint Domingue to Haiti. So that Saint Domingue is just like the name of it, that one side. Okay. Um, the uh, other ones that you just said that I already forgot. Uh, That's still separate. Okay. Um, So yeah, the the plantation owners had their own agenda because they always want more wealth and power, even though they already have a ton of it. Uh, The free people of color, uh, they were known as the uh, Afranchi. So I'll probably use that interchangeably with uh, mulattoes because they were comprised primarily of mulattoes, which is mixed people, uh, specifically black and white mixed people like Michael here. That's me. Interesting. And I, that's, that's a horrible term. So yeah, the, that was the free people of color. Um, they were mixed people. They basically had white fathers, and you can draw the lines from there. Uh, was that a derogatory term? No, it was just I, a term. I don't think it was back in the day. I think okay. it was just a term. I only asked because you said it was a terrible... Word. It was, it's like in middle school people say that. Oh. But then nowadays no one says that word, so like no one even knows what it means anymore. No, I don't think I've ever heard that word, but at the same time. I think really only mixed people actually know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys can, you know, connect the dots on why they were mixed and why they were free. Um, ultimately, they had white fathers and, uh, but, you know, still unrest. But that's a generational slavery, which is a very interesting thing that I've been learning about. Yes. It's generational slavery. That's a way for them to, like, ensure that they have slaves, like, indentured servitude, like, for generations. That's how they acquire more slaves when they, like, that they don't have to buy. Interestingly it's enough, terrible. though, the, um, the mulattoes were free in Haiti. So these are free people of color. All, oh. of the, all of the plantation owners that had whatever, you know, going on, that they had mixed kids, whatever going on, like, we don't know. Um, affairs uh, and affairs. rape. <laughs> uh, yes, yep. all Let's of that good it. stuff. They, so all of their kids were, were free. They were free people of color, and that primarily made up the affranchi. The other, there's also, like, a few actual non-mixed people, just black people that were free, but it's so insignificant that I'll probably just refer to them as the mulattoes from here on out. Um, so they wanted equal rights to the main white people, to, like, the white plantation owners, because they, so a lot of them did own land still, uh, and they, but they were still discriminated against because they were people of color. Uh, and of course, the slaves wanted to not be slaves. So that, those were the three things that happened whenever the Declaration of the Rights of Man came out in France. It was that the white people that were owned land and that were plantation owners basically wanted more power. The, um, the mulattoes wanted to be equal to the whites, and the slaves wanted to not be slaves. 
So one note that might come in handy for this topic is to let you know that the slave trade in Saint-Domingue was insane. They imported around 800,000 Africans as slaves over the course of the century. Uh, and just for reference, wow. that's nearly double the number carried to North America. Holy shit. Just to fucking Haiti. You know how small Haiti is to import that many? <laughs> so let me save you the trouble of juggling numbers and not tell you about, you know, all the other numbers. I'll just break it down to percentages. The white people made up 5% of the country. The mulattoes made up 5% of the country. And the slaves made up 90% of the fucking country. Wow. So That seems like a pretty easy revolution if the slaves are like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. You're, you're ahead of me here. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So the white people wanted autonomy from France, and specifically they wanted more wealth and power, but... The mulattoes and the Afranchi, they were gaining land and wealth as well, because that's just naturally how, what was happening since they already had some land. They were gaining more land and more wealth because Saint-Domingue, a.k.a. Haiti, was a super wealthy country. Uh, here's where it gets sticky. In 1790, France had granted basically full autonomy to Saint-Domingue, which allowed all local proprietors to be active citizens which is great for white planters and should be great for any landowning free person, but it left open the issue of free people of color, and of course the white planters refused to recognize them as equals. The working class whites, by the way, were suppressed from participating in the government because the legislation specifically said proprietors and they didn't own land. So they're pissed and ready to fight against the white planters who are suppressing them too. There's a lot going on here. The 90% slave population in Saint-Domingue ultimately will support whichever side will agree to abolish slavery. And that would basically be 95% of the population fighting against the other 5%, right? Mm. Easy victory, no question, it would be a slaughter. Everyone else wanted slavery still. <laughs> they all owned slaves and they all wanted equality except for slaves. So the Afranchi and the white planters and the working class whites fought for a very short of amount of time before the greatest slave rebellion in history. And I'm talking, they fought Get for it. less than a year before the slaves started coming up on them. So, on August 14th, 1791, thousands of slaves attended a secret voodoo ceremony as a tropical storm came in, and later that night, the slaves began to kill their masters and plunge the colony into civil war. And yes, voodoo was a primary religion practiced by these slaves because hilariously, they were all, almost all of them anyways, taken from one main region in West Africa. I think um, that's an amazing way to start war, and I vote that we all start wars that way uh, by having a voodoo ceremony first, and then we can go yeah. do whatever we want. I know, I but think if we haven't made voodoo dolls and we hadn't had a party to do that, we can't go to war. I would have a grand voodoo ceremony. Okay? I think it's hilarious. Yes. My voodoo ceremonies would be like I'd have some fun making some dolls, because they can be, I mean, for the most part, I guess they're used for bad, but... What if I, I wanted ha nice dolls? I do have to specify, Haitian voodoo is a little bit different different from what we know as the Louisiana voodoo, where mm -hmm. Louisiana voodoo is a little bit more like, you know, dolls and, and that type of thing. But old voodoo is definitely more, it, it's very, you could probably picture it in your head. It's like a bunch of people drumming. They paint their faces. They praise the storms and shit like that. Um, I'm also on board with that. Yeah. I so think it's fantastic. It was, yeah, I just imagine it was incredible as the storm was coming along. Yeah, I was about to say, I love how they did this as a tropical storm was coming into Haiti. They, they timed that shit perfect. They were or summoning it. They, they summoned it and <laughs> prayed to the storm gods. And the storm gods were like, let's fucking go. Yep. I shit you not. They said they saw it as a sign. Mm. So that's Look it. Look at that. Yeah. Me too. I love that. Um, yeah, so, so that, that's interesting. Oh, by the way, the African slave trade uh, had the continent of Africa divided by the invading country's influence, which is why they were almost all taken from one region in West Africa, because I think, like, West Africa was owned by, like, France, East Africa was owned by Germany, South by Britain. There was a whole thing to it. Um, I can get into that in a different episode for sure, but it's, it's just funny that they took all of these people from one region, they all shared the same religion that ultimately got them to conglomerate together and... Uh, fuck up Haiti, essentially. <laughs> Take it back over for themselves. Lead a strong and effective rebellion. Exactly. This is like Pirates of the Caribbean where they summoned Calypso <laughs> and mm. she just fucks up everything. So, as you can probably guess, insanely quickly, so much of the country was taken control by the slaves. In just a few months, they controlled a third of the island, and by the end of the next year, uh, which was 1792, 
France had sent a new governor who abolished slavery in that province specifically that was taken over. Obviously, that's not the end of it. <laughs> that's a token gesture. Like, <laughs> only in that province, since you guys got mad. That's a token fucking gesture. <laughs> you guys are good. The rest of y'all, no. <laughs> no, you guys are still slaves. Yeah. Sorry. Um, until you kill a ton of people, you can't. Uh, you can't be free. Definitely a start, since obviously they had slavery encouraged before that. And so this is like the first French governor that came over and was like, okay, okay, calm, calm your horses, Slavery is okay in this region. Uh, it's not okay here. It's abolished in this specific area where they're starting to take over. Token gesture. Definitely a token <laughs> gesture. But keep this governor in mind because he comes back. Jean Valjean? As another token gesture, but still he comes back. We love that bitch. So, uh, the, each year, with each year that goes by, the war gets bloodier and crazier. Um, Something to note, and I kind of mentioned this before, Saint-Domingue is a wealthy colony. They have insane exports for cash crops and food and such, and so they are a hot, hot commodity. The following year, 1793, as the war rages on in the French province, France decides to declare war on Great Britain because Britain doesn't like that France is trying to conquer everything. Now, the white planters who were mad at the new governor that made slavery uh, illegal in the specific province, uh, they arranged with Britain to declare British sovereignty over Saint-Domingue because they thought Britain would maintain slavery. Britain thought that having control of the colony would be a good bargaining chip against France in their war. Then Spain joined in because they too hated the French <laughs> conquests and wanted the colony for themselves. Holy shit. Dude, this... <laughs> Is some civilization shit right here. Yeah, it's literally just like this is like this is and like. And then Gandhi comes yeah. in and he explodes everything. He just and nukes the whole it. island. And that's it. That's the end. This is like mine and Michael's expedition <laughs> to own an entire continent. That's yeah. what we Michael, did this in Civilization. Michael always exactly. does that. Michael conquers so quickly. I don't know how. It's because you're wrong. It's, it's, I pick Rome and I just kill everyone that's near me, and then I go, this is my land. I'm going no for a, near a culture victory next time, I oh, think. I have a very specific... I don't know if that same game you saw how I was just steamrolling nations. I did see that. Well, I would just But you launch... promised you would save mine for last, so... No, I, I was never going to invade y'all's. I just but... wanted the AI to suffer. <laughs> we, need to start, <laughs> we need to start a new game. Yeah. Of that, where we all try four different winning uh, strategies. And see who gets there. And see who can win first. Uh, likely it'll be the nuclear holocaust. I think um, it was. That, that game was so But culture victory from Japan would be nice as well. I love how I went straight military and I was like, I'm going to kill everything. And Dev was like, wait, can I have this one, this one city? And I was like, yeah, sure. Because I didn't know what was there. And then when I got to the point, I was like, you bastard. That was the nuclear place. Yeah. And then by that time, I had like 10 tanks surrounding yeah. it. There's no getting on that spot. No. It's okay. You helped me conquer the entire continent. Yeah, this is definitely um, equally as confusing as Civ 2 because there wasn't a whole lot of understanding. By, by the way, I have to specify... This was a very questionable time in history where people did not know the exact events of what was happening. And so there's different records, and I'm trying to get as accurate information as I can. So one of the things that when you said governor, right? In this day, there was no modern communication. You know, ships would take literally months to send a message and get it back, sometimes years. So these governors had an awful lot of power. They were literally... Kings with the resources their country sent over. Mm -hmm. They had full control of whatever it is that they thought they wanted to do. Like, sure, they're supposed to represent the nation's best interest. But, but nobody could stop them because exactly. it would take months for them exactly. to stop them. There yeah, were no that repercussions that they would suffer. So these guys taught themselves as a tyrant on a new world. Yeah. You know? And most of them did exactly that. And that's why Christopher Columbus just you know? went crazy. Yeah. Because his country granted him full authority. Yeah. And this is a new world, right? And it, no, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> as in like... <laughs> I don't like even have time to tell you that. <laughs> right, you're talking about inhabited. Christopher Columbus. I get what you're talking about, that right. like, yes, not he this. thought it was this a new world. A new oh, world. You're, yeah, but also, America was not a new world. For most of the people, it was. Except for the people who were definitely already living here. But I also know that you know... That Native Americans well, it's, it's about lived here. the perspective. It, the history is about yeah. the lenses of which you look through, 
right? Because you can never look at every single perspective, right? We all have a lens out from which we look. Like, for example, you can look at through a political point. You can look through who was the biggest dictator at a certain point, who had the biggest food surpluses, right? Who had the biggest growth rates, who had the biggest, like, diseases, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different perspectives and lenses you can look history through, you know? And, and I think uh, the most common one is we look at it through the... Eastern Hemisphere's perspective of the conquest of the West. Right? I mean, I'll say the, yeah. the the history back in those days, all history was written by the winners because they just got exactly. rid of yeah. the loser's history. They said, burn it, get yeah. rid of it. So I feel well, like we automatically default to like, it was, because people knew it existed before that. But for the rest of the world at yeah. that time, for we considered a majority of the world, you know, it was still a new world. Well, that's why Christopher Columbus called them Indians, because he thought he had oh, landed yeah. in India. For sure, he wasn't the one to discover America. Right. Yeah, that was not a thing. But, but he thought that he was, like, yeah. the first one to put it on a map. Like, think about... Imagine that hubris. <laughs> Yo, I'm hot shit. <laughs> yeah, that uh, just <laughs> un- unfiltered, nobody put him in his place. They were like, it's going to take months for us to yeah. send you something that says, Yo, Chris, cool it, buddy. Like, it's going to take them forever to just knock him off his high horse. And so he just got to run around like he owned the place. But long story short, you're right. To him, he thought it was something, but he was clearly crazy and delusional and wrong. Yeah. And we're learning about that. that that's now, very true for a lot of people in history. It really is. Well, unlike it, I just remember, like, growing up in school, we never learned about like the Native Americans being well I mean they said like yeah there were Native Americans here but everybody got along and that's why we have Thanksgiving because everybody had a great feast and you know what does food not solve you know what what does what does a good food not solve it solves everything (laughs) rapes murders (laughs) putting heads on steaks here's a turkey Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's all fine now. Here, yeah. Here's it to cover up for the systemic and systematic racism that you mm-hmm. have to deal with. Here you go. Here you go. Here's a nice stuff. Turkey. As a consequence, and us taking away all of your land and resources. <laughs> Anyways, so, hey. Yeah. Sadly, the reparations have not been <laughs> no. kind to the Native Americans. No, but Yesterday in the movie, just... they made the comment. I don't know. I don't know if you remember Across the Universe. Uh-huh. She was making a comment about it. In there in that movie, so about I don't remember Native Americans about Native Americans. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was saying on Thanksgiving she yeah. was like, oh yeah, because yeah. you know it all went over hunky dory. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Slavery. Well, if you if you remember, just chime in with it. But just to to give an update on this. What, what I was getting at is that it was a very confusing time in history, so it's not really clear who was on whose side here. I think, ultimately, the slave rebellion had their own agenda to abolish slavery and to have, you know, equal rights. Uh, and that was, you know, to fight against France, that was to fight against anybody that, that was going to instate slavery. Britain wanted to take down France. Spain also wanted to take down France. And France wanted to maintain control of their colony because they wanted, obviously, none of that to happen. They didn't want any of this to happen to begin with. They had a wealthy colony that was keeping its place for so long. They were happy. So just a participation update. There are now six different parties warring simultaneously in Haiti. They are the slaves, the mulattoes, the working class whites... The elite whites, being the plantation owners, the invading Spanish and English troops battling for control of the colony, so I guess seven if you count both of those separately, and the French military. That's a very small plot of land for all of that to be happening on. Yes, it is. It, de- it definitely is. They're taking is. it to, like, the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yo, meet me here. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Don't be meet late. Me, meet me at the edge of the water. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, know, you'll know where because it's the only place we'll fit. Yeah. <laughs> so even though the uh, white planters called Britain over to help them instate slavery, Britain ultimately just wanted control of the colony. So they worked with the slave rebellion to gain more control of the colony uh, before ultimately. Uh, you know what? I-, I won't get ahead of myself here, but long story short on that is that there is 
no specific clear alliances. Everybody wants control of the colony and everybody wants an easy path to get there. So there's random alliances that pop up at weird times. This is like Pirates of the Caribbean. Alliance. It really is. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds Pirates like. Of yeah. the Caribbean. Like you have uh, Jack and Barbosa going at it, you know, one shooting each other in the heart and the other in the next movie. They're like, oh, let's fight together. Everything's fine. <laughs> Pretty much. Let's have, let's have a Thanksgiving meal to yeah. move past all of our issues. So right now, we can kind of assume that Spain and Britain have a similar goal to push out France, even though both of them want the colony for themselves. The uh, slave rebellion wants rights for themselves, which means taking control of the colony, which means pairing with whoever is strongest at the moment. At the time, it was Britain and Spain, because France was looking bad. And then um, the individual groups, the working class whites and the elite whites, they have their own little militaries that are trying to do whatever they can. Also working with Britain to see how much they can get going. So it's a weird clusterfuck, but it gets more interesting. As a last, as a last ditch saving grace, France just abolished slavery and the whole colony altogether in the August, August of 1793 as the same governor. He said, all right, fine, 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 fine. Slavery's gone. <laughs> I, just please leave us leave alone. alone. <laughs> um, so a rebel leader named Toussaint Louverture, I'll just refer to him as Toussaint for now, but uh, he was kind of like one of the big rebel leaders uh, in all of this. He wanted more than just abolish slavery. Uh, he wanted the now former slaves to own land so they can participate in government and shit. You remember? That's amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My boy Tui. Tui. <laughs> Toussaint. Um, so this was far from the end for him, obviously. Uh, he allied with the Spanish who gave him an army. Uh, the Spanish obviously thinking this is good for their attempt to conquer the colony, uh, and then took over more of Saint-Domingue, then turned on the Spanish and joined the French because the Spanish didn't want to end slavery either. Um, so the Spanish finally leave, uh, and the British forces almost all die from yellow fever. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so the British are basically Jeez. defeated by disease. Yeah, that as usual. Right. Uh, that, as that sounds usual, very That accurate. really is the most British way to go out. Then Britain, in what they called the Great Push, sent an insane mass of forces, the largest expedition Britain had ever mounted to finally conquer Saint-Domingue. They were all also killed by yellow fever. <laughs> Did they not learn also the first time? <laughs> Look, everyone's dead. Send more. Send more. <laughs> they won't not. catch that disease. I it's guess a, not. Like the U.S.'s response to coronavirus, where they're like, it's fine. It didn't even really happen. It didn't yeah. exist. It's just not keep even real. Just keep, keep going. It's fine. Yeah, keep going outside. More people die, die. Keep going. We'll, right. we'll overpower it. Yeah. Listen, we will overpower Power the virus. Power and numbers. It was the largest expedition ever. And by the way, the Haiti forces, like the Slave Rebellion and the other people that are fighting, are like kind of fighting when it's when it happens when there's like battles at big ports or whatever they're fighting but ultimately they're just kind of like holding their ground because they see that the troops are dying off of yellow fever so they're not having to do a ton at this point uh, so they get that beach vacation yeah. they've always yeah. been wanting. I mean, I would like, assume why would like, we try to kill them and risk our lives. Put their hammock just... up in the palm trees. Yeah. Be like, listen, I, I'll keep an eye on them. It's fine. Don't get me wrong. There's fighting. There's deaths and stuff like that. But it's not in like the amassed numbers that Britain is sending people over. They're not killing a bunch of people and killing mm. them back. It's like a couple of thousand here and there dying off. And but Britain sending over like twenty, thirty, forty thousand troops at a time. So. And they're all dying. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> they're dying of yellow fever. Um, so Britain finally leaves, and Toussaint finally takes control over the colony under his own rule. Even though it's still a French colony, Toussaint is now like a dictator, basically, over Haiti. Uh, that sucks. It's Unless he's the good kind of dictator. There as, isn't one. As far as we know, he's been fighting for good stuff, you know, quote, good stuff being like that's slavery being abolished and, yeah, yeah but that's how you get into like your position of power and then once you're in power you go oh never mind but he, he kept that wasn't it. me he that was the past version of me i forgive myself for that past version of me i'm gonna go forward and be a dictator now so this is like i think 1794 i don't have the date for this part but toussaint's in power for like a few years now um, he's abolished slavery. He's like trying to rebuild the colony as a French colony. Um, keep in mind, the French Revolution is still going on this whole time. So last we heard, 
this is like 1791, I think, or 89, 1789. The uh, commoners had taken over. They instituted the Declaration of Right of Man, and now they're fighting like a war against the, the French military, uh, and all of this stuff is happening. But this now, is where they sing their song. Ten you years hear the in, people sing, sing the song of angry men. <laughs> Sorry, go no, on. that's okay. <laughs> ten years in, um, ten-ish years in, the 1800s are in. And the original uprising of people who were declaring equal rights just got squashed. And Napoleon Bonaparte is now the ruler of France. How much do you guys know about Napoleon Bonaparte? He was short, but he wasn't short. He actually wasn't that short. He, yeah, was, he was taller like, than... He was like 5'8 or some shit, right? Yeah, which is, I mean, taller than me, but... Well, I know... That's short 1806 to me. Louisiana Purchase happened. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting, too. Uh, so it's like a, a coming up, I'm assuming. I'll pull out my notebook for that one. It's not technically part of the Haitian Revolution, but the Louisiana Purchase was done for a specific reason, and it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, um, to get that. <laughs> it, in, in a way, yes. Um, so the 1800s are in. Uh, the original uprising of people got squashed. Napoleon Bonaparte is the ruler. What do you guys think the first thing that he wants to do is? Take Haiti. Lower the average height of French men. So Actually, that way that... he falls above the line. Oh. Just slicing off their shins. <laughs> no. Just t- take them halfway to their shins. <laughs> no, they I just meant the statistics. So oh. he's like, oh, no, no. The average height now for a man is five foot four. So that way he's like, I'm tall. But yeah, he could had... also go the ugly way about it. Is just... that why they had guillotines? Like take take an easy like six inches off people mm. immediately. Just the head was just now. <laughs> I bet you a person's head is at least like... A foot long. Yeah, because... I think so. What's that, like... Mine's like seven inches, maybe? Seven, eight inches? Include the top of your, your Oh, the fro. top of my fro. Maybe, maybe a maybe foot, Maybe head to neck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. A guillotine, I think, Let's get a guillotine. Like, let's try it out. Yeah, let's see. Let's measure before okay. and after. Join us next time. We're going to order a guillotine from France and test out our theory <laughs> of whether or not a head measures around a foot. If you want to be a one nice, of our test subjects, rusty subjects. old one, so it takes a couple of jobs. <laughs> if you want to be one of our test subjects, uh, don't be afraid to email us, follow <laughs> our Instagram. Uh, <laughs> we have a Twitter account now. <laughs> yeah. So I had assumed you guys would answer the right thing. Uh, I think one of, one of you did, but I said that's right. <laughs> it was Haiti. It was Haiti again. Invade Saint Domingue and reinstate slavery and <laughs> French rule. Yeah, my boy Napoleon. So yeah. he sent an army that mostly died of yellow fever. Also. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this keep happening? They know what's there. Because it doesn't go away. <laughs> like, they should know that. I don't that, think like, anyone's telling them, it's like, yo, if you come here, make sure you're prepared for this shit. I mean, yeah, I'm going to say, like, like, they know. Those troops are just so strong. Yeah. They know, like, the natural Haitians obviously have immunity to this disease because they're not dying from it. They saw the entire sure. British army get wiped out. They were there for that. Yeah. And no one was like, hey, Napoleon, by the way, take they them, all died from this. That's it, not. It would take them months to go back and uh, tell him that. And honestly, what's what's the <laughs> point when you got a free beach v- vacay? You That's don't, true. You don't want to go back to France. There's and too he's, much bloodshed He there. doesn't care. He's trying to get the guillotine up and going. They're mm-hmm. shorting the height of mm-hmm. all the average men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, at, at that point. <coughs> oh, there we go. So, yeah, they died of yellow fever. But by 1802. They had wreaked some damage and promised Toussaint if he gave in to the French, they would leave all of the slaves free. Toussaint agreed, and of course he was lied to, captured, shipped to France, and died in prison. No one knows why Toussaint gave up so easily, but they assumed he was tired after 11 years of war. That's the best theory they could come (laughs) up with for why he gave in when he knew the reason they came back was to reinstate slavery. They promised him they wouldn't, and then obviously he was double-crossed. I don't know. I guess he was just tired. They probably gave him hella bitches. You know that 11 11 years of being in charge, it's really, it's the straight white male plight. It's tiring. It wears on the soul. It's funny. He's black. To be by in the charge. Way. Oh. Yeah. Did you not see? Did you not see Obama when he joined? When he became president? And when he That's like left true. president? That yeah. poor man. Was Yo, so he aged tired. 30 years in eight years. I would gladly have Michelle as our president, but oh, I just day. don't want to. I just don't want to see the toll it would take on oh, her. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would black be don't crack. I think only presidency cracks black, and it did. <laughs> it did. But now he looks so happy. Did you see like his he looks first so picture happy now. out of like mm-hmm. presidency when he was on that like I don't know he was like jet skiing or yeah, something. Yeah, he was like awesome. on a boat. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. so happy. I was like, I was like, Man. yo, I am done with this shit. The <laughs> world can go to hell now. I did and my best, it and that's it. Fucking has. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so just just to recap of where we're at, Toussaint's dead. Uh, the French definitely wreaked enough havoc. Uh, and the Haitians don't really have a good, solid leader anymore. So obviously, Napoleon's going to try to reinstate slavery. But the Haitians were not having it. Napoleon sent 20,000 reinforcements to try to push against the Haitian revolt, now led by a guy named Jean-Jacques Dessalines. The Haitians, with the help of Yellow Fever, were able to stave them off, which was a ruthless war, by the way. There was so much unbelievably gruesome guerrilla stuff going on. And then I had mentioned this earlier, but things like the Haitians were taking the French and like strapping them to boards and sawing them in half and shit, like heads on stakes, all of the stuff you would think, but even more gruesome. They were pissed after so many years of fighting for this. And now the French have come back and they're trying to take it over again. Yo, all I got to say is how badass is your voodoo mm. if yellow fever is like your ally in this? Like yellow yeah. fever is like, let's With go. Yellow fever. <laughs> I love that. Were, I like it. That is funny. Um, Napoleon finally, after all that, withdrew the rest of his troops to try to protect himself against more local enemies like Britain and Prussia at the time. Um, Dessaline was welcomed as a hero by the hundred whites who had chosen to stay behind when the French left. Dessaline thanked them for all of their kindness and belief in racial equality, but then he said that the French had treated him as less than human when he was a slave, so to avenge his mistreatment, he promptly had the hundred whites all hanged. <laughs> well, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's some expanse shit right there. Yeah, that's how you prove a point. <laughs> every yeah. every document that I found on this was just like, yeah, both sides, every side of the war had kind of driven people a little bit to madness mm -hmm. uh, due to like disease and and the length and all of this stuff. Everybody was just going a little crazy and was and and were really uh, what's the word extreme on everything that they were doing. So. But we made it to the end of the revolution. On the 1st of January of 1804, Dessaline declared Haiti a free republic in the name of the Haitian people, which was followed by the massacre of the remaining whites. The country then had, a, had to be rebuilt, and Dessaline adopted the economic organization of serfdom, which is a little better than slavery. <laughs> just, just a little bit. But only a little. He <laughs> went back to medieval times with that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. This ultimately led to an increased morale for slave revolts in other countries, the U.S. being the most notable uh, and was arguably the most important revolution for abolitionism in the world. It was uh, incredible. And now I'll, we will go over the Louisiana Purchase because technically uh, Haiti, it, it's a free republic in the name of the Haitian people. However, um, French still had trade agreements with them, I believe. Uh, the Louisiana Purchase occurred because the French people were insanely poor after sending so many slave or not slaves, sorry, so many mil, uh, militants over to Haiti, all just to die, uh, sending like so, so many guns and ships and things like that. They were they were just broke, uh, dead broke. So the Louisiana Purchase was um, a way for them to sell the the property of Louisiana to get money for themselves, but also Louis, Louisiana's um, was, I believe, really fertile and would be able to grow the food that Haiti was currently using as an export, uh, which would encourage Haiti to produce only cash crops instead of food, leading to uh, more, in some way, I don't remember how it works, but in some way it's leading to more economic progress for uh, the French. I think what happened is after the Haitian Revolution, Haiti was fucked as well. Uh, and so they needed assistance from the French to rebuild themselves, even though they were an independent nation. So they had some more agreements. Uh, and the Louisiana Purchase was Napoleon's way of being like, I'm gonna make some immediate money off of this, but the long-term goal is that Haiti is gonna become even more wealthy for us since they're no longer gonna be producing food exports, but just cash crop exports. So that's an interesting thing. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. That's it, though. That's the whole Haitian Revolution. Uh, it's if you if you want to talk about winners, because it's really hard to say that there were any. Um, the slaves were free. They started to own lands. Uh, the mulattoes were the new elite uh, there, which is better, I guess. But still, should there ever even be an elite? Let's just talk about that. Take down the elite of anything. Oh, you communists. <laughs> <laughs> Take them all down. We don't need them. Yeah, it was um, 
if we're talking about kill count, I would say Yellow Fever is probably the winner. As uh, it always is. I think disease disease yeah. killed more people. It was Yellow Fever, malaria, and a couple of other things, but I think disease had a much higher death toll than any one side. This this is just real life Civ. That's that's yeah. exactly what you just read to us. Yeah. <laughs> that is great. Damn, if Civ had yellow fever. Holy if Civ had disease, that's exactly that's what would happen. That's what would be used to combat death yeah. and his, his explosions, <laughs> Megan, his nuclear war. Megan, with the help of yellow fever. Yeah, Megan. <laughs> so I did remember what I was going to say uh, earlier. Um, Oklahoma just... Um, like ruled i guess they were trying to take away like a lot of their land from native american uh reservations um but i don't remember if it was the supreme court or the oklahoma supreme court or whoever um but they ruled that a large portion of land in oklahoma is actually like going to native american reservations so they ended up with more land than they had before which i mean they should have it all truthfully but um that's a like little it's a good spot. I mean, the reparations that, like Kevin was saying earlier, are nowhere close to what's needed. Mm-hmm. But at least, like, they're getting some small victories um, yeah. in uh, at least being able to keep their reservation land. Like, at, that's, like, the least that we can do for them. <laughs> so we should. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I was going <laughs> to say earlier. I think it happened, like, yesterday or the day before. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely recent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I'm confused about with this whole Haitian revolution? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was the Dominican Republic doing this entire time? <laughs> they just saw this war happening because uh, they're okay. half that giant island. So the Dominican Republic was under rule by Spain at the time. Oh. And Spain technically did intervene when it was convenient for them. Uh, and then the whole thing was that they were like, they their army was backing Toussaint. Who was like, who yes, I am a, I am all, a right? Spanish general. And then, like, yeah, turned around and killed all of them whenever they were like, Spain was like, ah, oh, we actually still like slavery. And Toussaint's like, okay, fuck that. I thought we were on the same page. I'm going with the French now because I have to be on the side of somebody. Okay. Um, until, obviously, so, France went to Napoleon's rule and then. Y'all have heard down. about, like, the struggles in Haiti and everything, right? With the mm-hmm. earthquake and so. Mm-hmm. You know, so Dominican Republic is right next to it. Yeah. It suffered just as hard, but they just, it's like, have you heard, uh, you know, Oman and Yemen? Mm-hmm. It's very much sort of like that. The same resources, same area, same people to have to deal with. They just got dealt a way shittier hand, you know? So, like, they, like, the Dominican Republic had those same struggles, too. But they just had a better government and organization to help mm-hmm. people deal with that yeah people say haiti is extremely poor today mm-hmm. i was My, gonna say um, people are saying that haiti is still financially recovering yeah. from the revolution because france also took a very long time to financially recover from the revolution yeah. so my um aunt and uncle went on this is gonna sound like so privileged they went on a cruise to Haiti right after that tsunami hit Haiti. Yeah. Well, but they, like, framed it as a, um, well, it's a good thing that we were there because a lot of those people, like, the only thing they have or the only way they make money is off of, like, tourism. Like, the cruise ships that come by are the only way that they make money. Regardless of whether or not that's true, um, that's, like, that always sticks out in my mind, like, how absolutely conflicted I would feel um going to haiti right after a tsunami and then feeling like i'm giving them gifts by purchasing their things <laughs> like i don't know there's just so much it like dr- it's drenched in privilege um it's like a, <laughs> my dad went to the philippines and was like i'm giving them a gift by giving them my dollars and i'm like Ew, that that's is the American disgusting. mentality. That's disgusting. <laughs> He's like, I'm giving them American money. It's a gift to them. And I was like, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, you're what exchanging I... gifts at a grocery store. Yeah. Well, and like, I don't know. He was like, he gave a $1 tip to a woman and she cried. And I was like, I I don't know. There's a lot of it. I just don't understand like that. A dollar's a lot over there. A dollar goes. A I know, but uh, but he's not wa- he's wealthy. He could. My give dad more. is wealthy. He could have given a bigger tip and made her. I don't know. Cry more. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't really know. But that mentality is just so so weird to me. Um, 
And it's just so interesting. It, it's definitely deplorable. Um, but uh, it's just a weird thing that, like, <laughs> we talk about Haiti financially recovering, and it's hard to know, like, what the best way is to help them. Like, do we just all go on cruises and, like, <laughs> buy their bracelets and stuff and then be like, we helped today? Or, I we mean... We buy the whole bracelet stand. We, <laughs> we buy the whole bracelet stand for 20 American dollars. Plus a tip of $1. I'm telling you, I, the dollar goes so much farther in other, like you know, third world countries, but it just feels like so demeaning to talk about it that way where it's like, well, I'm gifting them my money. There's nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the reliability and consistency. Well, and supporting like, yeah, like the fact that they're actually making something, it's no different than paying for services and goods here. Like you're not gifting the cashier um, at like fucking PetSmart. If Your somebody from twenty dollar bill. If somebody from Switzerland came over and tipped with a Swiss franc, just because it's way more valuable than the U.S. dollar, doesn't mean we're going to be sitting here like crying tears of soy. We're definitely yeah. It, it's definitely different when they're a third world country when they're when they're underprivileged. Like, that's like yeah. someone coming to America and is handing us a U.K. fucking pound. Well, and I'm like, uh. What? <laughs> well, but also, like, using that as a prop for your ego is something that's very it's interesting like saying, to It's me. like someone from England coming and saying, yeah, I'm just giving them my pounds for, like, you know, as, like, a gift. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Just because yeah. your currency is more stable than the fucking U.S. currency does not mean shit. You know, get the fuck out of here. I definitely think that, that it India. also takes away, like, a lot of their culture because I'm sure, I know this is the case in the Philippines, and I'm sure it's the same way in Haiti. There's a very rich... Um, culture and like family history that people build upon and like it's not I mean they're they're less wealthy countries with in general a less wealthy population and so they put value on things like that we value a little bit less things like you know they live with like their whole family and get have or they have like generational stories and they have you know um, a lot of very rich history storytelling food-based um community uh that we definitely i mean we don't have here we don't do that bastardize all of that so i mean like i think it just like by saying like we're their saviors or whatever we're really denying like a lot of the things that they have that truthfully are more meaningful and impactful than what we have going on here it's truthful and I think that the thing with the the whole like cruise thing, I think it's dumb to be like, I'm taking a vacation I want to take, and then oh, conveniently like this, I'm doing something heroic. Like no, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just so weird. Like I, that's been now multiple members of my family going to, um, I guess third world countries uh, and viewing themselves as kind of like the heroes in that situation, and I just can't imagine how you get to having like that complex like well, that hero see, complex. here's the thing in reality if you go to these countries these people want to make you feel like heroes too at the same time because mm. they are ripping you off so fucking hard <laughs> i'm telling you if i went to india today mm-hmm. and if i spoke hindi or gujarati and like an in at this point i would have an accent right like an american accent if i spoke you know hindi or gujarati so they would totally take advantage of me mm-hmm. right but like so imagine if they would do that to me imagine what they would do that to a white person oh yeah they i would get taken advantage of left and right um but at the same time do you really think that you would have like an accent that they would take advantage of well i just always picture really. you going back like home and fitting right in oh uh, i don't know if i would fit right in i would you don't fucking think? hate it i would hate india i think at this point now yeah no that's idea. fair I have lived in America for too long. But what if, hear me out, what if you brought your, your mattress? Then what if you put home your, your little tiny yeah. ratty ass mattress? Not your nice one upstairs that you never sleep on. Uh, what about the, the small ratty one? The twin one? size one that you drag yeah, around the house. that you drag around the house from room to room to sleep on at night. What if you brought that? Then would you feel more at home? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's I think so. We have painted a very, a very great picture yeah. of all of us. We all know Megan is as pale as the sun now. Um, <laughs> the she, sun's not pale. Oh, you, no, you're, I sure you're, am. You're, you're as pale as a mirror because you reflect light. I Kevin am. has a blonde streak in his, or a blue streak in his hair. 
Yeah, it's blue now. It's blue and now. It, it was great. blonde last it time. It's now really blue. Good. I am I am mixed and I'm taller than five eight. And Dev is Indian and drags around a ratty mattress from room to room. That's <laughs> I think in another life, Dev like had, I don't know, some sort of uh, living instability because he has a nice mattress upstairs that we've lived in this house a year and you've maybe slept on that, that bed 10 times. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> like, Probably. Like, like less than... I would say like 20% of the Yeah. Well, that couch right there is comfy, though. It's a nice king-size mattress, but instead Deb chooses... It's actually one of the best mattresses besides the purple. A torn-up twin-size mattress to sleep on, and you're not even the person (laughs) that can fit on a twin-size mattress. You're too tall to fit on it. I don't know. I... It's the location, right? It's location, location, location. You do sleep in the perfect spot for the, all the dogs to come say hi yeah, to you multiple times a day. So I get it. It's like the best, you know. Oh, you plan like this a, out then. It's like a little surprise every time I wake up. They're like, oh, it's, it's you. <laughs> yeah, they do love that. They do love when you sleep right there. Kevin has to struggle with like pulling them away every time. <laughs> he really <I> does, yeah. Because <laughs> I know how much they're like, oh, look at him. He's laying on the floor. That we can take advantage of him. Yeah. <laughs> He's laying on the floor motionless with his eyes closed. <laughs> it's playtime. <laughs> That's exactly how they feel, too. They're like, oh my God, slappy game? You just woke up. You just woke up. Yeah. Come on, slappy game. This is awesome. It's time. Yeah. Um, Anyways, I know that I even have a TV in my room, and I still watch TV down here. Which yeah. is well, hilarious. but we have multiple TVs down here. That's true. That's one thing. We have a TV in our room. We have but a TV we in TV. every room. In the that house, is true, except for the guest room. The guest room is the only one that we don't, which is also something that we're dripping in privilege of, um, because so we gave away the guest room TV. We because, did, yeah, because we had one, um, but we we weren't using it, and so we gave it away. Yeah. For free. Yeah. That's um, how we do. We're heroes. That was heroic. That was our gift. That was our gift. That we gave. <laughs> yeah. This this 45-inch TV. Um, that, was, that was a small TV, too, compared to all the ones we have. That was a 45-inch. That was a small one. I know. Yeah, tiny, tiny TV. I imagine that's how, like, the Karens of the world think about things is just, like... Because you, you hear about that, right? Whenever, or at least I have, because I've worked in retail and f- food service, but people will come in and when they don't like something that you've done or that exists with the company, they'll be like, I'm the one paying your checks and stuff like <laughs> I'm that. I'm the one giving you the gift of money. Do you think they think every time they go into a store, they're being charitable and that's why? Or do you think it's just a defense mechanism? Probably a little I think bit. both. <laughs> um, my favorite thing is uh, prior to the job that I have now, I worked for city and state uh, governments. Um, and so tax money, uh, would pay my checks. And so people would come in and be like, I'm paying your checks. I'm not going to come here anymore. And it would be over things like swimming lessons, um, which you really wouldn't think people would get crazy mad about, but they do. Um, and I just always wanted to be like, I mean, if you really, really wanted to make a difference in my check, you'd have to quit your own job. So that way your income tax wouldn't pay my check. You know, (laughs) that's the only way is to really take it out on yourself first and then maybe one day I might be affected. It's government jobs. Yeah. So um, now people more directly, I guess, pay my check. But I haven't had anybody say that they do that yet. So Fair enough. Still swimming lessons, though. Yeah, you can just still be like, get mad well, about swimming lessons. Looks like your kid's going to drown. <laughs> yeah. I guess they're not going to learn that vital safety skill. <laughs> Hope you don't Bummer. go on a cruise anytime soon. <laughs> Hope you don't have a pool in your backyard because everybody in Georgia does. <laughs> Um, that is, yo, pools are very common here. That's true. The next house we buy a boat has a pool. It's going to have pools. Yeah. Are, like an in-ground <laughs> pool, not in the ones, I've been looking at ones yeah. with pools, and we can afford them. I mean, they're yeah. definitely in our price range. Uh, I don't know how to begin taking care of a pool, but I suppose I could figure I've had a pool my whole life growing Hear up. Hear me out. I can do it. We hire my... Uh, bosses to come and just take care of our pool because that's what they do. They just take care of I mean, pool. it's the same thing as the fish tank. Yeah, it's like the same strips. The same. It's like mm. the same test strips. It just tests different things. Then you have chlorine mm-hmm. tablets if it's a chlorine pool. We Salt should get a bromine pool one. because chlorine 
I don't even know if they make bromine pools, but chlorine is it like irritating in bromine. They make saltwater pools. Saltwater is less irritating. Ooh, what if saltwater is a lot harder to take care of? Have you guys seen the show that the pool master, the guy who does the natural pools where he just put like plants in that all like naturally filter out all of your water, so that way you don't have to put any of your chemicals. That sounds lame. I'm not gonna lie to you. That sounds like too much nature. Amazing, Dev. You would love it. It, you really would. Sounds he puts, like it attracts like, insects and fucking, I don't know, God knows what else. Megan's just going to have to, I, I need to Listen, see it too. Babe. I'm going to have to sell you guys on it, but I really think we should hire this man to come build us a pool. <laughs> you have to show us a video or, or yeah. pictures yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's on like HGTV or something yeah. or something. Sounds something. Right. But um, we really, this guy has it figured out. Like it's all filtered out by like plants, but it's not like in the middle. It's like on the, think of like, what if your pool was like a pond, but there's also like a waterfall and like pretty colorful flowers and like an oasis. That. It's, it's going to be a hard sell. It's going <laughs> to be a hard sell. I promise you, you guys are going to see it and you're going to be like, oh, that's actually way better than what I was thinking because I don't think I'm doing a good job of <laughs> it. We'll come back at you next episode with our updated opinions on it after Megan shows us what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, that was our episode. Uh, thanks to my siblings again. Uh, yet again, I know that my parents have not listened to this. I wouldn't have talked poorly about my dad if I thought he was actually going to listen. Um, it's been real. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been a part of making this happen, uh, a.k.a. the four people in this room. Uh, have a great week. This is not an expert podcast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you okay. usually do the music while I sing that part. <laughs>